Today on Unleashcast, I talk to Hiveview's Anthony Reynolds, the CEO of The Hiring Giant. And we talk about the strange things going on in the hiring market, where there's record number of vacancies, but more people quitting than ever. How can this be possible? We dig into that. And we also talk about Anthony's secret formula for a better workplace culture. It's a great conversation. And it's really good to get Anthony's thoughts on a number of subjects around recruitment and talent. So please do sit back and enjoy. Anthony, thank you so much for your time. We've got lots of very important subjects to be covering some of them ongoing, some of them a bit newer. Uh, we're also going to be looking forward to next year, as I, I know it promises to be a year of uh, a lot of change, I think, in the industry that you specialise in. So let's dive straight in there and talk about quit rates. We've got quit rates and we've got a record number of vacancies. My my simple question to you is, what is going on? How how have we got these two things going on? Are there certain industries that are kind of affected more than others in different ways? Yeah, it's been an interesting year, John. Thanks for having me on. You know, at the, at, at the start of this year, clearly every, everyone was focused on uh, the fact that, hey, there's way more job openings than there are workers or people that are looking for work. Um, if you look at the stats in the US, there's 11 million job openings and there's five and a half million people looking for jobs. The simple ratio is for every person looking for a job, there's two jobs out there. And that's kind of echoed around the world. I was in London and Paris uh, a month ago, two weeks ago, I was in Australia and you, and you hear the same things. Now, the middle of the year, we started to see raising interest rates and inflation. And I think there was a thought that as interest rates and inflation crept up, that that would have an impact on <clears throat> the number of job openings. And so far, it hasn't, right? And so um, uh, the, this trend in terms of the number of job openings with in comparison to the number of workers is still, like I said, in the, in the US, this two to one ratio in some other uh, economies around the world, it's maybe one to one, like in Australia, there's about a half a million job openings and a half a million people looking for jobs. But still, the conclusion is the same. It's very much a candidate's market right now. Um, and so for employers, they need to get creative in their strategies of how they're attracting talent into their organizations. With that in mind, even if it is a candidate's market and people have more options than ever, albeit in slightly different ways and, and across different markets, are we still, do you think, in the ultimate kind of reskilling environment where we're seeing organizations look internally and kind of maybe realizing that for all the instability out there, the people that they have in their own organizations might be part of the solution to uh, this instability? Well, I think that needs to be part of the solution, whether organizations have figured out the reskilling um, as of yet is to be determined um, because the data certainly wouldn't point to that in solving the problem. When we look at kind of the market from uh, a higher view perspective, we really look at it in terms of early career new grads as one segment, uh, hourly or casual workers uh, or wage earners as a second segment, 
third as professional workers. Um, and then you have kind of cutting across that, this idea of internal mobility, right? And, and so um, in, in the last few months, what we've seen in some industries is the raising interest rates and inflation have, of course, caused companies to cut back. And one of the ways they cut back is on in their hiring and their people. Um, you've seen some of that, particularly in the technology industry, uh, where you see hiring freezes at some of the larger organizations like Google, Apple, Meta, and things like this. The right way to approach the problem, as you pointed out, is is around reskilling and uh, looking at workers who have a particular skill set today that may be capable of doing something that it, different in the future. There was a report out a while ago where Ford had made its decision to lay off 8,000 people. And at the same time, we're hiring thousands of people in their electric vehicle division. And one would argue, hey, if these workers in the classic part of Ford clearly had the skills, could there be an investment in training and reskilling to then make them capable of taking those jobs in the new electrical vehicle um, segment of their business? At HireVue, you know, one of the things that we've done is invested a lot of time and energy around the science of assessments and assessing skill sets. And one of the things we've just launched is what we've called uh, an agile mindset assessment to help organizations with this reskilling. Um, and, and essentially what it is, it's a combination of interview questions as well as games, but it's used to assess individuals around their people agility, their results agility, their mental agility, and their change agility. And all in the spirit of understanding, hey, is this someone that's capable of maybe they're in a position today, but moving into this new position that the organization demands in the future? Um, so we think this is a large opportunity. Um, still, uh, I don't think there's enough data to say that organizations are taking advantage of this reskilling uh, opportunity, and, and we want to help them with that. Yeah, I'm sure there's some out there who, who are kind of quite far down that journey, but plenty um, who aren't. As we head into this period of, well, continued period of instability, it looks like there's recession on the way for countries that aren't already in it. Yeah. Um, how do you? How would you suggest that organisations adjust their talent strategy? Does it look that much different to during the boom times, or, or what kind of adjustments do people need to make? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I, I think whether we're officially in a recession or not, it kind of feels like we are. And I think in the UK, they're officially in a recession and have been maybe since August. That being said, from a from a worker perspective, it's still very much a candidate's market, right? Because the candidates still have choice. There's still an abundance of jobs that are out there. But what I think has changed in the post-COVID world is, you know, clearly uh, remote working is here to stay. And I think many organizations are offering that to their employees or some sort of hybrid 
uh, type work environment. Um, because it's a candidate's market, I always say, look, you've got to look at, you know, the demographics of the candidates and the people you're bringing into the organization. But in general, I kind of have this four C's uh, that I like to talk about. First is you got to have a competitive compensation and benefits program. So you got to meet the bar, right? Um, because if you can't meet the bar, someone's going to go find that job that does meet the bar for them. The second is around communication. Because everyone is working in a decentralized environment, they're not working necessarily in an office environment. There's not the water cooler talk. There isn't people rubbing shoulders. Uh, people want to be informed, right? They want to work for an organization that they know what's going on. And so as a leader in that organization, you need to take extra steps, invest in systems and processes to ensure you're communicating uh, with your people. Because if they don't feel like they're informed, then they don't feel like they're engaged. That's when they're going to make a decision to potentially start looking for other opportunities. So the second is communication and proactively communicating. And as leaders, I think that's you know, something that, that we all need to address. The third is then culture, right? And, and that falls on the shoulders of the CEO or the head of the company. And it's that culture that you create where people feel like they can show up and be their best every day. They want to feel included. They want to feel like this is a place that they believe in the mission and purpose. And so culture is becoming critically important, especially for those early career new grads, Generation Zs, as we call them, right? Um, and, and so that, that is the third C, the first C being the compensation that I mentioned and benefits, the second C being the communication, the third being the culture and creating this great work environment. And then four is around career progression. You know, we've done a lot of studies, uh, both internally and externally at HireVue, and what consistently comes as one of the top three themes that people want to see is they want an opportunity to grow within the organization. Show me a path that if I build my skill sets, um, that I can move within the organization, both upward and laterally. Um, and, and so to me, it's those combination of those four seats, the, the competitive compensation and benefits, the proactive communication, the creating of a culture where people feel like they're included, can show up to do their best every day and believe in the mission and purpose of the company. And four is really around the career progression and giving me an opportunity to build and grow my career. Love it. Compensation, communication, culture, career progression. Got it. Final question to build on that, actually. Um, what else should we be looking out for in 2023? that's going to change the external talent marketplace. I'm not looking for you to uh, predict the next pandemic um, and hopefully that won't come to pass, but um, yeah. any, any other kind of global or, you know, uh, drivers at a more local level that you think are going, are going to um, make a big difference to the, uh, the global talent marketplace. Well, I, I think this job shortage is going to continue. Um, and, and so it's going to continue to be a candidates marker market. And so, initiatives around people and making it a great place to work are going to be important because of the inflation and raising interest rates around the globe. 
compensation is going to be in need to be adjusted for that cost of living. Well, it may not um, hit professional style employees as much for those hourly wage earners. You know, the costs are real, whether they're feeling it with gas and petrol or prices in the grocery store. Um, and so there's going to need to be some adjustment there. I also think that um, candidates will continue continue to look at the hiring process as a foreshadow of what the experience will be like when they join the company. And so if they don't feel engaged or they're being communicated with in a two-way dialogue during the hiring process, they're likely to self-select out. And we have a lot of data that shows the reason that candidates primarily self-select out of a process is because they don't feel the communication, they don't feel that they're engaged with. And so I think the way organizations engage with their candidates through the hiring process is something at a more micro level that I think organizations will need to address in uh, 2023. Makes a lot of sense. It's uh, it's your first contact with, you know, your potential employer, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Well, uh, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for your time. Really interesting stuff. Maybe we can get your thoughts in a few months' time and uh, hope the the best things have come to pass and the worst things haven't. But um, for now, I really appreciate you talking to Onishcast. Yeah, it'd it'd be great to revisit and see what's changed in a few months. Thanks so much, John. Cheers. All right, bye.